Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Sports. Sports. Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Rent. That was so Canadian of it you. It was. You were joining us at our live sports, sports, sports podcast recording. You can tell it's live because the audio is still bad. Yeah. It's, I would say, marginally better. It's marginally better. We're in a smaller yeah. room with more padding, all crowded around one microphone again. Uh, the... <laughs> Which works. Technical difficulties continue. Everybody yeah. at home. It's it's uh it's at this point it's uh it's it's like we're Odysseus. Yeah, it's <laughs> I guess it's Odyssey like. Yes, a number of, of unpredictable uh barriers that we've had to overcome one after another. You do remind me of the Cyclops. <laughs> is it is it because I have one eye? Yeah, you have one eye and then you have another one eye. I was gonna say this reminds me of uh, Odysseus and the Odyssey specifically. Because of how boring it is. Ha-ha! <laughs> there he is. Zing. That's our Jordan. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Mandos, feel the rush in your mouth. It's back, you guys. Tim yeah, Tebow, update, watch, finally. update. It's about time. I know. I missed it. Not NFL player Tim Tebow hasn't been in the news much lately, but that's because he's now an announcer and analyst. Or to paraphrase the Bhagavad Gita, now he is become news, the informer of worlds. Whoa. <laughs> Things got religious up in this beast. Oh, that, right? that might be my favorite Tim Tebow update, watch update joke we've ever Thank had. Thank you. Robert Oppenheimer, the Trinity <laughs> test. Watch Manhattan on WGN America. They're doing a binge-watching marathon this next Sunday, 12 hours of Manhattan. Wow. Tim Tebow slams University of Florida football team for lack of abstract nouns. Oh. In an interview with Jacksonville Sports Radio 1010XL, your home for disappointment, Tim Tebow <laughs> harshly criticized the Florida Gators with some fire and brimstone coach speak. I don't think the offense has an identity right now, and I don't think they know what they want their identity to be. Ouch. Oh. That is just the worst thing you could say about an offense. That's that's why they invented the phrase, kitties got claws. Oh, yeah. Meow. Every year, identity theft affects college football teams, but usually only bad ones. Most programs combat this with two things. One, a good coach. Sure. <laughs> or LifeLock. Available now at LifeLock.com and get 10% off there. Yeah. While you're there, go to YouTube or SoundCloud.com slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast. Subscribe. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. check us out on iTunes at Sports, the number three space podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sports3 at, damn it, what's no, Twitter? No, at Sports, the number three podcast. It's you the, don't even know how Twitter accounts It's work. all the same, Jordan. It's the opposite of an email. That's why I get all yeah. that. Oh, man, I so rarely get to accuse people of being a Luddite, but I think it's going to work in this particular case, Jordan. Uh, Tebow continued, one of the biggest problems on offense <laughs> is leadership. <gasps> Ouch. Got news for you. Leadership ain't available at LifeLock. Yeah, it's pretty much like saying, fuck your quarterback. Yeah. In fact, offensive leadership usually pinned on the quarterback, which, wait a second, T. 
Tim Tebow was once a quarterback at Florida. I feel like he knows what he's talking about. But you don't you don't think he could be possibly making a comeback? Holy crap! That's at why the they highest call him level, the comeback. At the highest level he was ever able to achieve stardom at. <laughs> NFL? No, no, no. College. NCAA. Oh, I see. Okay. No, no, no. He was successful in the NFL, right? Yeah. Was, he, uh, I mean, we talk about him. He... For a season, actually, he led his team to the playoffs. <laughs> there we go. The most... Which, in retrospect, I think we have to acknowledge just how big of a vote of no confidence in Tim Tebow his career actually wound up doing. Because the only time he ever got a chance to play, he was actually quite successful. He was very successful, and then never again. Yes, and yet everyone collectively agreed that that had very little to do with him. <laughs> the Missouri loss was tough to watch, Tebow said. If you're a Gator fan, it was not easy to watch. They didn't just play. They d- just didn't play with the heart that I'm used to watching mm. Florida Gators play with. Ouch. Mm. Oh, shit, no, he didn't. Oh, he no. said He said they didn't play with heart. We're tossing really hurtful lack of abstract nouns here, guys. Right, yeah. yeah. I agree. What's the what's worse than not playing with heart? Um, let's see, what are the other Wizard of Oz things? Um, not playing with courage. Right. Not playing with a brain. Right. Uh, and not actually, playing with we- <laughs> while wearing ruby slippers. A home. Not yeah, playing I'm at not home. playing at home. I would argue that not playing with a brain is probably worse. Because, I mean, like, if you have no heart, I feel like you, you'd get at least a couple of seconds of effective, like, something before the, the blood flow stops with no brain. Oh, Joel, you're, you're thinking just... of a literal heart. What they're talking about is more of a metaphorical heart. Oh. Like having like a, like the love for the game, the desire. Uh, just like in Wizard of Oz, they wanted a heart and a brain, but they were still functional and not dead. Well, don't I feel goofy. Yeah, you didn't get that movie at all. <laughs> Stunning critique of capitalism. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Mentos, feel the rush in your mouth. Oh, I don't have a heart. <laughs> What's on the show today, guys? Uh, we have some Halloween costume tips based on sports. That's the, sexy already. It's the it's the Halloween, Halloween, Halloween costume spectacular. Oh, that'll be good. So we have some tips, some, some, yes. some costume ideas uh, for uh, the home. Yeah, coming listeners. from us, us here at the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast, I've put together some, some great sports-themed costumes that you can take out to your trick-or-treating or your Halloween parties. It's a BuzzFeed-style list. Right. So maybe, stay your, tuned. Your top, maybe, uh, maybe a listicle. Yep. Watch out, a listicle could fall off the house and knock you right in the head. That's true, it could stab you. Stab you in the face. We got a weird sportsman? You're goddamn right we do. Oh, wait, really? We do? Yeah, we do. Oh, man, I was thinking this is the week that we weren't going to have one. You're wrong. Oh, okay. And news, news, news. (laughs) News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Lane Kiffin's mom fears for his life. Yikes. Oh. Subheadline: Lane Kiffin's dad fears for his competency. Oh, Lane Kiffin's dad, great football coach. Right. Mr. Kiffin from um, down the street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Monty, yeah. to his friends, Monty. Yeah. Uh, when Alabama visits Tennessee this weekend, it will mark the first time Crimson Tide offensive coordinator Lane Kiffin has been in Knoxville since his miraculous ability to fail upward began back in 2010. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Miraculous. He really made a hell of a run there, guys. He we really should, did. From, we should acknowledge. From bad Raiders head coach to bad Tennessee head coach to bad USC head coach. Yeah. Before ultimately settling as a, you know, a coordinator. <laughs> I right. feel like Lane Kiffin's the poster boy for white privilege. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like that's exactly how we've been having it, guys. And a lot of it is that is that fucking stupid visor he wears too. I feel like that, that be visor is very white privilege visor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If he had an advisor, he'd tell him not to wear it. Oh. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Kiffin signed a six-year deal with the Volunteers, then left after his first season, but leaving behind some several uh, major NCAA violations for them to remember him by. Yeah. Aw, he, he did not waste time in terms of the NCAA violations. In terms of getting wins, he clearly did waste Came time. in, went 6-6, six and six, made some violations, got out of Dodge. Yeah. Went to USC. He was kind of like Pete Carroll, except without the lengthy period of success. Right, to yes. Jumping ship. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, few Tennessee fans have forgiven him Uh-oh. since he left. Uh, I'm scared to death for his safety, his mother, Robin Kiffin, told CBS Sports. Some people were visiting us last weekend from Tennessee, and they said they better not let him on the sideline. They should just put him in the press box. I want him to be in the press box. It's Robin and Monty? Yes. Robin and Monty? Yes. Robin and Rob? Yes. (laughs) Smarter Alabama fans would also prefer Lane be in the press box as a member of the press instead of coasting on his good looks and name recognition like some sort of college football Kennedy. Fair. Uh, when <laughs> kind of gets good. Oh, thank Kennedy. you, Joel. <laughs> when asked about Kiffin being on the sideline during Wednesday's SEC teleconference, Nick Saban said he wasn't worried about it, though he did seem exasperated at the question. Yeah, Saban said. Why not? I mean, look, offensive coordinators are murdered all the time, but you can't run from it. Just have to hope you're a well-known coach in a power program that could absolutely get a better coordinator than the one you have if, heaven forbid, he's killed by a fan. Who, let's be real, might ultimately have a point. You gotta love the SEC where these conversations, where it's, you know, normally you just sort of be like, what if they, like, kill him? And in most conferences, I feel people are like, no, it's obviously not gonna go that far. With the SEC, everyone's like... I don't know. Our fans are really crazy. In the (laughs) SEC, if you're a quarterback's coach and maybe like a co-offensive coordinator, you are literally a heartbeat away from that offensive (laughs) coordinator position. Like, you could, in the event of an assassination, ascend in a week. But it it is just a game. Oh, not to them. Not not to them. But it is, though. No, it is, Phil. Most of the rest of the country has that figured out. Even even otherwise football-mad places. Like, you wouldn't think this about Ohio State. Even with Ohio State, you'd be like, yeah, they're crazy, but they're not that They're crazy. not going to right. kill a man on the <laughs> sidelines. Tennessee, his mom's legitimately worried about it. <laughs> Yikes. When reached for comment, Lane Kiffin said, if anyone tries anything, I'm going to tell my dad. And, <laughs> and he's sick of me calling him for help, so he's going to be pissed at whoever tries anything. <laughs> that was Lane Kiffin. Yeah. yeah, more like lame Kiffin having yeah. to run to his father. Boom. I'm sure nobody in Tennessee has thought of that one. Yeah. <laughs> They did, but they put on the sign Dick Hole Kiffin instead. Yeah. yeah they were like, fair. oh, we could go for the punt, but oh, I really hate this guy. Yeah. yeah. And they feel like the SEC, they're always like, nah, we could go clever. We'll go profane instead. We'll go We'll go with the huge penis with Kirk Herbstreet's head by it. <laughs> yeah. That's going to win game day. Yeah. Steve Nash to miss entire season. Subheadline Los Angeles is a Clippers town, baby. Oh, yeah. The NBA's favorite Canadian and top five favorite white guy, Steve Nash, came to the Lakers with championship dreams. And he still does have championship dreams. Every night. Because weird dreams are a commonly cited side effect to the strong muscle relaxants and prescription painkillers he's on. Oh, that's fun. It looks like a recent back injury will force Nash to miss what he had said this summer would be his final season. Oh. Nash is 40 and the oldest active player in the NBA. 
using an extremely loose definition of the word active, <laughs> right. as he's played only 65 of a possible 164 games the past two years with the Lakers. Yeah, yikes. Lakers general manager Mitch Kupchak said, As disappointed as we are for ourselves and our fans, we're even more disappointed for Steve, who Cup, honestly Cup thought Cup he could win a championship with us. It's clear he severely misread the situation. <laughs> is his last name really Cupcheck? Cupcheck. Because Cupcheck is when you hit somebody in the balls with the back of your hand and say Cupcheck, right? Yeah. Well, no, the real Cupcheck is uh, a metal bat. And right. you see, it was it's used as a deterrent. They never actually I do see. the Cupcheck. It says, we come around and do a Cupcheck so you boys wear your cup. Yeah. They don't actually do it because it, people are, it, 10-year-olds are so afraid. Of right. getting hit in the balls with a metal bat. Oh, yeah. Because at that point, you probably had a I'm quite afraid of getting hit in the balls with a metal bat. Well, I'm just saying they need to teach the kids. At this point, you know. But when, it, when the cup <laughs> check comes out in Little League, I think it's just to educate the kids. Like, look, it could yeah. be metal bat to the junk. Yeah. I'm receiving a lot of support from the team and fans, said Nash. Also, I'm on an email chain with Gary Payton and Carl Malone. And they've been very cool, if a tad snarky. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah, Gary Payton, real bummer he never won a championship. Carl Malone. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Carl Malone is an impression done by Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Surpri- I know sports. Surprising that he's always gotten away with that. Yeah. That has not come back to haunt him. Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween coming up uh, this this next weekend. Spooky. Yeah, yeah, very scary. Super spooky. And so a lot of people are probably... Uh, come on down themselves. to Phil's. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm going to have a, a Halloween haunt down. We should go ahead and the, put the... Uh, oh, man, go ahead and I put really your, <laughs> that pitch. Yeah. We should go ahead and put your address on you, right? Just yeah. send it out to the whole internet? My address is 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. Make sure to jump over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I just got on a list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but 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 seriously, I, I know a lot of you are probably thinking, oh, what am I? What's my costume going to be? It's got to be something like fun and interesting and different. And sometimes it's hard to put together at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's got to be sexy too. So that's why I have mm. some some sports costume pointers for you with some some suggestions here for people that you could do a costume for. Some of them are a little meta. But uh, but I think they're pretty good. Me, the sports fan, would yeah, probably you, love. Sports fan, yeah, so me, the sports outsider, wouldn't get. So whether you you're might going, enjoy them still, yeah, maybe. Whether you're going out sexy trick enough, or treating because okay. you're still a child or a child at heart, or whether you're going to a party where you're gonna get super drunk and try to hook up with somebody dressed as a slutty, whatever, you know. If sure. you're if you're trick or treating because you're still a child at at heart, you're you're probably gonna get arrested. Yeah, yeah. it's true. That's not a, a valid defense. <laughs> I love that we dressed up yeah. this segment as a way too long intro. Yeah, that's <laughs> the Halloween costume. Let's of this get segment. let's get right down to okay. it. Okay, all right, ready? Yep. Okay, first up, potential costume, <laughs> Derek Jeter. Okay, so the Derek Jeter, uh, that's the one where you show up at the party. Uh, and it's just, you're normally at the party, but when you get ready to leave, everyone has to make a really, really big deal about it. Okay? That's, okay. that's your... That's you also might want to wear a Yankees hat. Yeah, yeah you, you, you might. Wear a Yankees so your hat. costume is you going around telling everyone how to make your costume work. Yeah, I okay. said some of these are a little meta. Okay? That's pretty I'm, meta, I'm, yeah. I'm getting to the heart of the... Yeah. I'm going to be leaving soon. Do you have any gifts you want to give me? <laughs> yeah. Right. Before I go. Just, just walk around the party one more time so everyone can... I was probably the best party me. guest of this generation. Really? Yeah, right? Okay, the Matt Kemp. You could go as Matt Kemp. Okay. Uh, this is pretty simple. You put on uh, Matt Kemp uniform, 
Dodgers hat like one normally would, but Makes if you get ready to leave for your party or to go out trick-or-treating, you pull a hammy and then you just don't go. Oh, that's yeah. Oh that's, man, so you stay at home on Halloween? So you have yeah. to you have to call the party to make sure they understand the joke of your costume. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Really, you don't even have to get the costume right, to do this you can joke. Just tell people. This is a joke you can do at home. This is the play at home version of the sports, sports, sports podcast. It's be, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Tom Brady. Uh that one you just you spend a lot, like a lot of time in your hair. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right, uh, Peyton Manning. Wait, that's it? That's it. You spend a lot of time on your hair? Yeah. Well, then every lady's going as Tom Brady this Halloween. Oh, oh. Uh, It's a joke about vanity. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, it's a Manning. joke? I thought these were real. Uh, well, I, again, there's a lot of these guys. <laughs> okay, those. okay, yeah. fair. Uh, Peyton Manning, you go to the, the party, you have a great time, you were just absolutely killing it, you're the life of the party, but then right at the end of the party, something goes wrong that makes you look really bad. Uh, and then you have to go back to the party next year and year and year and year. Every year you go back to the party hoping that you don't end it in a way that, that, that that's the only thing people talk so about. So you have to dress like Peyton Manning every year? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Peyton Manning has to. Commitment, Phil. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sidney Crosby. Just whatever you do, don't grow a beard. That's the that's the one thing about the Sidney Crosby. Do, do you, you whine a lot? Do you cry? Do you show up yeah, teary-eyed? Just as long as you don't have a beard, okay. though. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sure. Uh, LeBron James. Uh, that's where you, you head over to the last place that you used to live. You burst in and go, I'm back! <laughs> that, this could get you arrested. Yeah, it, it, it could. could. It's not a but party. You, yeah. you really, bust into your ex-wife's really house and say, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Bryce Harper. Uh, and that's where you assure everyone that next year is the year that your costume will finally live up to its potential. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. Okay. Uh, Usain Bolt. Uh, that's the one where uh, uh, you go trick or treating, and the one thing you have to make sure is that at each and every house, uh, you know, you're there before everybody else. Going, just what? What took you so long? I've been here waiting. Because he's very fast. Because he's very fast. Because he's the he flash. This also involves some training. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Johnny Menzel. Okay. okay. That's where you uh, you don't really wear much of a costume, but everyone in the party is really, really interested in what you're doing at all times. All right. Yeah, that's the Johnny Menzel. I like attention. I might do that one. Absolutely. The Brian Hoyer, which is where you just have an okay costume, but it's better than your popular friends. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. okay. I thought he'd also have to wear a Tag Hoyer watch. Yeah, that <laughs> too. Uh, the Tim Tebow. That's just a suit, a tie, and shattered dreams. <laughs> that's, that's All right. The Tim Tebow. Yeah. Uh, the Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, that's where you spend a lot, just like a lot of time in your hair. Okay. Whenever you very similar to the Tom Brady. You okay. are correct about that. So what, how does this one differentiate maybe from the Tom Brady one? Uh, more moose in this one. Tom Brady wanted sort of a feathery. That's fair. This is sort I of buy like a, a European. All right, I buy that. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Most people aren't going to want to go with this one. You have to get a hammer and then uh, just whack yourself in the face repeatedly. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> Don't dress up as this costume, people at home. Hey, hey! I'm 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 telling you what it is. In case you want to. Don't do it. Uh, the Mike Trout. Uh, that's where you have a costume that, statistically speaking, is obviously better than everyone else's. Like old timers won't get why your costume is better than everyone else's. <laughs> okay. Right? But but it really is. You'll you'll just know. It's mostly speed. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and enthusiasm. Yeah. You take a lot of speed. And yeah. That's why it's better. Uh, Kobe Bryant, you go trick-or-treating with a bunch of friends. You bring back very little candy, but you take up a huge portion of the salary cap for your trick-or-treating group. People yeah. are getting paid to trick-or-treat? <laughs> what world is this? Could be. The Michael Vick, that's where your your costume is trying to be innocuous, but at the end of the day, 
Uh, everyone is just really, really uncomfortable about you being there, given your personal history. Oh, yeah. It's very similar to the Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. The, the Jose Canseco, which is where you just write a book about how everyone else didn't come by their costumes legitimately. And everyone ignores it, but really, oh, it's, yeah. it's true. Oh, it's yeah. True. yeah. Uh, the Chicago Cubs, not applicable. Halloween takes place in October. So. Oh! oh I like that uh, one. Yeah. Uh, the Joe Mauer, you have a great, great costume, but it just remains really disappointing to people in Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, All right. Just okay. to people in Minnesota. The, uh, the Dan Marino, anything's good with the Dan Marino as long as you don't win the Super Bowl over the course of the evening. Oh, that shouldn't be too hard. Also, Isotoner gloves. Yeah, also. The, uh, he used to be a pitch man for Isotoner Gloves. That's true. I don't know he if you did. remember that. That's the sports knowledge I have about Dan Marino. Be- because, because, it was in Ace Ventura. Hey, there we go. Yeah, bingo. The Kevin Durant. Okay. You go to a party, and you are by far the most popular person at the party. Everybody loves you, but it's a little awkward, because everyone's sort of aware that you're probably going to a bigger, cooler party next year. Oh, yeah. And then their party's just going to suck, and that kind of bums them out. Stuff. Uh, Tiger Woods, you carry around a bag of golf clubs, but people just don't seem to care about those anymore. Okay. <laughs> because, sure. Uh, because of you. Sure. Right. The, uh, the David Beckham, where you just spend a lot, like a lot of time in your hair. Oh, but geez, what about <laughs> oh, the tattoos? Uh, well, now, how, now, if you're David meter. Beckham, how are you going to differentiate yourself from Tom Brady and Cristiano Ronaldo? Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, I don't have, uh, it's, it's mostly the Ronaldo, just more British. Yeah, and you also have to just wear underwear. Yeah. Because that's the only time I see Beckham is in underwear okay. ads. And finally, the Ray Rice. Okay. My God, given the current cultural climate right now, how could you be so tone deaf as to wear a Ray Rice costume? <laughs> yeah. You guys disgust me. Okay? I agree. That is utterly I agree. ridiculous. Don't try. And those are our somewhat meta sports costumes that you could go with this Halloween. Somewhat. <laughs> For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Weird Sportsman! Weird Sportsman. Who do we got this week? This week's Weird Sportsman, Moses Fleetwood Walker. I don't know who this is. This sounds like a uh, like a barbecue, uh, BBQ pitmaster. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is that the actual middle and last name of Moses? Yes, the this is the, the Moses, like the yeah, like biblical he, Moses. He, he'd shorten it to one name, so yeah. he could, you know. But so it'd be more Bible friendly, right? Exactly. Um, Big into camel racing. Yeah, huge. <laughs> loved it. Really loved the sport. Also, in Red Sea parting, he holds the all-time record for most Red Seas parted yeah. in one. You know, that was actually just part of swimming at the time. Okay. It was not his own category. It was part of the swimming category. He really he was sense. a lot better than everyone else because he could do that and then just run. And yeah, he, he beat those a lot of early Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Moses Fleetwood Fleet Walker, Fleet was the nickname, he was born October 7th, 1856, died May 11th, 1924, 
He was an American baseball player, inventor, and author. Ooh. What have you done with your life, Joel? None of those things. That's I guess I'm kind of an author. I think a little bit. But. Uh, he is credited by some with being the first African-American to play Major League Baseball. This oh. is news. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Walker played one season as the catcher for the Toledo Blue Stockings. Wow. Or Blue pre, Sox. Pre-Mudheads. Yep. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, it was a club in the American Association. He then played in the minor leagues until 1889 when professional baseball erected a color barrier that stood for nearly 60 years. After leaving baseball, Walker became a businessman and advocate of black nationalism. Ooh, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I believe the American Association was the precursor of the American League. I think, you, yeah. I think you're probably right about that. Oh, that's a fact. Uh, let's start with early life, shall we? Walker was born in Mount Pleasant, Ohio. Yeah, nothing pleasant about Ohio. There it is. He's the son of Do- uh, Dr. Moses W. Walker, the first African-American physician in Mount Pleasant. They were just collecting first African-American blank titles in his yeah. family. Uh, and, and his wife, a white woman. Oh! Yeah, his mom was white. That might not have gone over well with Not in the mid-1800s, Ohio. yeah. <laughs> During his childhood, his family moved from Mount Pleasant to Steubenville. Walker was educated in the black schools until the schools in Steubenville were integrated. Both Moses and his brother, Weldy... More like Stupidville. Right? Boom! They attended Steubenville High School. He then uh, enrolled in Oberlin College in 1878 and played on the college's first varsity baseball team in the spring of 1881. Ah, the Oberlin Nine. Yep. (laughs) But then... He was recruited by the University of Michigan, oh. where all of us went to college. Really? Yeah. I don't like when you say that. He played varsity baseball in Michigan in 1882. On March 4th, 1882, the University of Michigan student newspaper, The Chronicle, as yeah. it was called at the time, later the Michigan Daily, reported M.F. Walker of the class of 83 at Oberlin, 1883, arrived in town last week and intends to enter the university. Mr. Walker caught for the Oberlin baseball team and last year corresponded with the manager of the Bostons with a, with a view to traveling with the latter nine during the summer, but at length concluded not to do so. Packard and Walker will form the battery of the 83's nine this spring. Skadoo! <laughs> I, I don't like to pick apart uh, weird sportsmen, but Skadoo, I believe, uh, this was this predates Skadoo, Phil. Oh my gosh. That's future slang for 1883. Unbelievable. I believe the, the phrase in 1883 was, Gold! Gold! There's gold in Alaska! I hate Prospector <laughs> Joel. I, I Prospector hate that character so worst. much. It's the worst. <laughs> All right, Walker signed with the minor league team, the Toledo Blue Stockings, of the Northwestern League in 1883. At the time, few catchers wore any equipment, including clubs. Oh! You'd have to be insane. They're hurling a ball at you, and you're just like, catch it with your hands? Ouch. Uh, Walker had his first encounter with Camp Anson that year. Oh, Oh, wow. That's a familiar name. Yeah. When Toledo played an exhibition game against the Chicago White Stockings, mm. a lot of white stockings. Apparently, back then they named all of their teams after the color of socks that they were wearing. Yeah, they were all named after the USA show Stilk Stockings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that came around in the other eighties. <laughs> oh, uh, Anson refused to play with Walker on the field. However, Anson did not know on the, that day Walker was slated to have a rest day. 
Manager Charlie Morton played Walker and told Anson the White Stockings would forfeit the gate receipts if they refused to play. Anson then agreed to play. <laughs> <laughs> so they were still taking a cut of the gate receipts yeah. in order to get paid. Money racist, talks. Racist, but also pragmatic. But shrewd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, very shrewd. I hate black people, but not so much that I'm going to turn down a payday. That'd be yeah. crazy. I'm going to cut out that segment of what Joel said just then, and I'm going to send it out to everyone we know. Don't do that. Okay, no. I won't. Uh, you know what? He then played. There was a color line drawn. He had to leave. Uh, let's go to post-baseball life when he was a business owner and inventor. All right. In 1891, Walker was out of professional baseball, but he was not suffering by not playing the game. Walker purchased the Union Hotel in Steubenville. Seeing that moving pictures could be very popular, Walker bought a theater in nearby Cadiz. Oh, nope. Too bad on that one. Obviously, the moving pictures didn't really wind up being such a big thing. It's too bad. Uh... Walker applied for patents on several inventions for moving picture equipment and even published a weekly newspaper. In 1891, Walker also received patents for exploding artillery shells. Wow. This guy could invent a breadth of different things. I wonder if he set out to invent the exploding artillery shells or if he showed up at the patent office like blackened like a cartoon. Like, all right. I'm going to cut that part out and I'm going to send it to all our friends too. (laughs) All right, one more section, because we can't pass this. It's a section called Murder Acquittal. Oh, no. Yep. Walker was attacked by a group of white men in Syracuse, New York. Yeah. Yeah. Syracuse. Think you're such a party school. Well, look at your ancestors. Right? So they were really a bunch of orange men. Yeah, exactly. Uh, In April 1891. um, but, But he stabbed and killed a man named Patrick Murray during the attack. Yeah. The Sporting Life reported, Walker drew a knife and made a stroke at his assailant. <laughs> the knife entered Murray's groin, <laughs> inflicting a fatal wound. Murray's friend started after Walker with shouts of, kill him, kill him. He escaped, was captured by police, and was locked up. He, mur- he was jumped by people, and then he murdered one by stabbing him in the groin. Yeah. It's a badass. Gotta do what well, you gotta do. You gotta based do on the justice system of 1891, if it involved a bunch of white men and one black guy, it'd be like it's entirely possible this guy slipped and stabbed himself, and then they... Could be. Yeah. And that brings an end to another... Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close. The sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, Phil would like to give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports number three podcast. That's at sports number three podcast. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, please comment and follow. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Download the Stitcher app today at stitcher.com and search sports, sports, sports podcast. No, wait. Search Sports Number 3 Podcast. That'd be better. You can find us on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash comedypodnet. While you're there, please subscribe. You can find us on uh, on iTunes by searching Sports Number 3 Space Podcast and Sports Number 3 Space Podcast. Or you can find all of our back episodes at comedypodcastnetwork.com. Woo! Hey, Joel. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> what? Is that a new greeting you're working on? A woo? Yeah. Uh, woo! Hi. Uh, try and work the woo into things. Okay. Lights off. You 
have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.